You're listening to Noonie Your Business Podcast, Episode 5, No Drama Like K-Drama, with your hosts, Becca and Megan. Today, we discuss our three favorite K-dramas of all time, find out who's a better friend between the two of us, scold Megan's mom for never watching my love from another star, and listen to Megan have a meltdown over Reply 1988. We pick our three favorite dramas of all time up to this point, discuss the genre, the stars, our two favorite scenes, and pick one thing we'd change if we could. That's what's coming up right now with Nuna Ya Business. I'm sure you'll guess at least two of mine. I'm so basic, and I always talk about things I like, so I never shut up about stuff. But I wonder if I've seen all yours. I'm kind of fickle. You've seen all of the ones that I chose. All right. I'm. Pr- oh, I think you've seen all mine. There, mm, there might be one you haven't. That I think I know what it is. <laughs> Actually, no, there are two on my list that uh, for you that I don't think I've seen. Oh. These, what we're talking about right I now. I know you've seen two. We're guessing our favorite dramas. Today, today we are going to tell you all about our top three favorite dramas. Becca has her three. I have my three. You're going to see really quickly what we like. I feel like mine are pretty... You're going to get to know us pretty well through this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're very different as far as what we like. Megan and I don't see eye to eye when it comes to drama. At all. Or or biases. Or any of that. None of that business. Thank God. That's why we get along. Yeah. We're never going to fight over a man. We're exactly the same. (laughs) And then completely different. Yeah. But... Do you? I want to give you these rapid fire questions. Do it. Let's. So do this it. is just to get you in the drama mood. Let's these do it. These are some impossible. I have to no idea what she's going to ask me. I'm kind of ner- honestly, I'm. I'm pretty nervous. You about should this. be. These are hard. This is like my son asking me for help with Common Core math. When I'm like, I'm really good at math, <laughs> but I'm so scared about Common Core. I don't One know what's time, happening. I tried to Google Common Core because everybody was talking about it, and obviously, I've been out of school forever. So I was like, Oh, I'm gonna figure out what it is. I still have no idea. I think it's where you add, or there are more steps to solving a math problem. It's way more steps. Is what it seems like. To Our me. school had to send out a YouTube video describing it, and I finally think I understand it. Uh, see, but I could not teach it to you. I would knock so it don't ask. right now because it sounds terrible. However, I still use my hands to count. (laughs) (laughs) So clearly whatever method they were using in the 90s was also not good. (laughs) So I think we just need to abolish math. All right. Okay. Let's do it. These are your rapid fire ultimate drama questions. I'm stretching. I'm ready. Question one. Okay. If you could spend the rest of your life inside one drama, what would it be? Shopping King Louie. Oh, goodness. If you could punch one drama character in the face, who would it be? Say nah. I knew you were going to say say nah. <laughs> if you were stranded on a desert island with one drama character, who would it be? Oh my gosh. I hmm, I would have to pick the lead from Healer because I feel like oh, he could just provide for me and smart. take care of me and we could survive. I feel like that's a really good answer because he's... Ji Chang Wook, so yeah. I mean, it's a win-win. Yes, yeah, whether he's handsome. himself or his character, they're yeah, both just but fabulous. also very yeah, strong and uh, knows handsome. martial arts and things. And like handsome, a, yeah, handsome, well-read and handsome. He's oh yeah, man. I gotta rewatch Healer. <laughs> uh, and then okay, two more. If you could change the ending of one drama, which drama would it be and why? Oh, uh, Reply, nineteen eighty-eight. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I refused. We both do. We refuse to acknowledge episodes 19 and 20 even exist. I would just end it at 18. Mm -hmm. I would just leave. I wouldn't even add it. I don't need to know if they get together or not. 
I just want I want that happy ending where they walk out together, kind yeah. of. And I, I just want to picture in my head that things and go the other way. I feel like I wish I could stay in the place I was in right before those aired where I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. And I still had hope in my world and in my life. I'm going to be honest. I was, that was just, that's a whole nother podcast, but that was an extremely disappointing night for me. <laughs> we were together too. We were. It was <laughs> awful. <laughs> and then finally, number five, your ultimate K-drama bias without thinking go. Ultimate of all time? Like you can only pick one. Oh, Megan, heartthrob why would you of all do this for me? Um, Who is I, it? I guess Gong Yu. Yeah. I would have to say Gong Yu. That's He's, a hard one, though. I know. I told you they were going to be hard. That's really hard. Yeah. This is... I'm not kidding he around He was my this like, gateway drug to all K-drama biases, yeah. so he, I'm going to have to go back to, to sturdy old Gong Yu. He's an icon. He is. You can't go... He's too pretty? Ugh. He's, I mean, realistically, I could never be with Gong Yu. I would just feel self-conscious feel all the like time. I feel like I could... I could rise to the occasion <laughs> i would i would better myself as a human and just be be that good person who is willing to be the ugly lady next to <laughs> so anyway rapid fire are I you psyched it. up for k dramas let's now? do this i am so pumped so basically what megan okay. and i agreed to do is we each picked our three favorite k dramas of all time, as of today, I feel like we're fickle. They change, yeah, they change frequently. All the time. And I already told Becca, I picked three, and then there's a fourth one that just wants to wedge its way into the top three, but I had to kind of just make a gut call right here tonight, and it could, if this were a different night, it could be different. Well, I think but. it's going to be wonderful. We're also testing our friendship to see who's a better friend, because <laughs> I, I challenged Becca to see if she could guess mine, and I'm going to guess hers. And it's going to show you who knows the other one better because I think I failed. <laughs> I think it should be noted that you just said we we have not talked about this. We did not. We basically just said, here's what we're going to do. Take mm-hmm. a few notes. And, and then, then we're going to go record this go podcast. So. so do you want do you want to talk about your shows first? It's totally up to you. Let me. I'm going to guess yours. Okay. And then we'll talk about yours. Okay. I'm so nervous. So my guess is, and I have three on my list, or four on my list. Okay. So I'm going to just pick three and then I'm going to tell you my fourth in case I was wrong. Okay. So I guessed Coffee Prince. It's not on my list. It's not. It almost made my list. You were so close. It's a good one. It's a good one. So then I guessed Secret. No. Dang. <laughs> it sh- again, should have been on my list. So then the last one, and I'm going out on a limb on this one, I guessed 1% of something. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's on my list. Okay. So my fourth one was Fated to Love You. Oh, I did not pick it. Okay. I should have. Man, I all honestly, of them, all of them that you said were in my top ten. Yeah, but none of them made besides one percent of something. Was Kill Me, Heal Me on your list? It was also on my list. Oh, you knew how much I love. In that your one. top three, not in my top three. Oh Mm-mm. man. Mm-mm. Okay, so I have no idea what you picked then. <clears throat> so let's Should do I it. just yeah, let's throw just them do out it. there. Well, obviously you guess so one percent of something, which I have not watched. Right, that is the one that you have not mm-hmm. seen. But that's okay. You know, you I mean, can throw in. We're gonna say general, here. just in general, right now. <laughs> potential spoilers ahead for these shows yes so listen to your own risk they but will be in our show notes too so i also look down and really like spoilers i like to know what's coming megan so loves spoilers i hate, I hate surprises. spoilers yeah <laughs> i i do not like if you're surprises. megan keep listening if you're yeah. a becca check the show notes we'll See, have wait. time codes get yeah. the ones you don't want to you don't want to get spoiled so we gotcha all so. right so another oh hey young oh duh what was i thinking i I'm love stupid that show. for not picking that one and then 
this one's tricky. So I, I went back to all the old shows I watched and was like, which one, if I had to watch one right now today, which one would I really want to go see from this beginning? Like if I didn't know what was going to happen. And I picked my love from another star. Funny you should say that. Guess who just started watching that today? Who? My mom. She's never seen it? That's what I said. What? Your I, mom has seen like 400 she's seen dramas. everything. She's seen the most obscure dramas I've never heard of. She's never watched My Love from Another Star. I was giddy making her start the show. And she was like a half an episode in this morning when I left for work. And she was like, this show's amazing. How have I never watched it? And I said, I know. You dope. Marilyn. I know. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so I, well, I'm psyched. Those are excellent choices. Thank you. I was nervous. You'd, I was nervous you'd be a little upset about My Love from Another Star. No. It's, it's pretty... That is niche. I don't know. No, it's, that's so it's legit. So popular. It's, you can go back and watch it over and over. Mm-hmm. It's always funny. Let's start with that one. All right, let's start with that one. So, my love from another star, starring Kim Soo Hyun, 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 and uh, Jun Ji Hyun. Is that how you say it? Yes, I think. And I'm so I'm so afraid of like mispronouncing names. So I'm really really sorry. Um, it's a romantic fantasy. Would be the genre of my love from another yeah. star. Yeah. So if we're gonna give you just if you have not seen it, the basic plot points here. Um, <laughs> Kim Soo Hyun is like a 400 year old alien, <laughs> which gets... again, we say this out loud and we're like, what a this ridiculous show. Ridiculous. Great story. It's amazing. It makes perfect sense. Um, he gets stranded on earth. His, mm-hmm. they're here visiting. In a very dramatic, beautiful way. Yes. And his, his, his buddy aliens Spaceship. are like, peace out. We got to go. Him. And they leave him and they're not going to orbit back around for 400 years. So he's got 400 years on earth. In the meantime, of course, naturally, he stays young and like some weird vampire that he is. Yeah, I and I don't know what the if the aliens did their research ahead of time or if he just <laughs> became the embodiment of a perfect human, but he is perfect He's looking. flawless looking in this show. Yeah. And of course, right before, oh, they always get you right there. He's supposed to go back. He falls in love with a famous actress. And she, again, is flawless looking. Which, this goes back to something we talked about right from the start, which is we love cool, different female characters. She is right up Chan there. Chan Sung-yi is the embodiment of what we're talking about. She is headstrong. She is stubborn. She is kind of um, difficult, but she knows who she is. She stands up for herself. She stands up for the people she loves. She's hilarious. That woman has the... She is a physical comedian. I mean, she's insanely funny. Her her physical acting is hilarious. Oh my gosh. I could honestly watch some of those episodes with no volume and no yeah. subtitles and I would still be laughing Laugh. she, at her. She just embodies this perfect character who... I think part of me didn't want to watch it at first because I saw it and I was like, oh yeah, super hot actress. Oh, she's so much more than that. She's She's so so funny funny and so complex. And she really has a journey through the show. She changes as a character in in really positive ways. Ugh. She's the best. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great show. So of course, they end up falling in love. And then towards the end of the show, he has to make a decision of, am I going back? Which, (laughs) and I'm slowly dying because towards the end, he starts to... To, to kind of die. They, they don't give you a whole lot of details. Yeah. But am I going to stay with this woman I love and maybe die? Or am I going to go back to my planet and whatever, drink the Kool-Aid that makes me stay looking like I'm 20 for Be the rest of my life? Again. Yeah. So 
full disclosure, this is one of the shows where I got to the second to last episode and then never watched the last episode. So let's talk about this, everybody. I need you to know, I asked if you've seen the show, the ending, there is one of the most amazing kisses in any K-drama ever, Mm -hmm. where she's at a movie premiere and she's wearing just this angelic, beautiful white gown and he comes back from wherever he's been and he surprises her and he freezes time and he walks up the steps and he he like kind of scolds her for showing her shoulders and he's like I told you to stay covered up or whatever and then he kisses her and it's amazing and beautiful and the way they make the crowd freeze but these two are at like moving it's just so pretty and I was trying to tell Megan about it one day and she Sounds goes awesome oh yeah I've never I've never seen that never part seen that. <laughs> I was like what I don't know why I stopped. Again, it's one of those things where I feel like you commit so hard. Okay, this is me, my personality. I commit so hard for 15 episodes. And then by the time I'm almost wrapping it up, I'm having a little of that denial that it's going to be over. And I'm getting kind of sad. And it's like, okay, I need something new to to take my interest away, which is probably a sign that I need therapy for other things in my life. (laughs) But I, I just can't finish them. Even the ones I love, sometimes I feel like I cannot finish them. I will say the other thing I love about this show, and I did get the the finale with that, is the crazy serial killer storyline. <laughs> oh, so I it's not just about, about an alien. <laughs> There's like one of the most evil characters of all time in this show, and he is just running around killing people. Great, mm-hmm. great character, very scary, um, and they kind of surprise you with him. So anyway, so. He's fabulous. But yes. I'm hijacking your show. It's, no, it's just, I don't, I don't know what else to say. It's one of my favorites. I'm disappointed that Megan didn't finish it. This is another reason why I loved it. I, when, when you, you're the one who told me to watch it. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, I need a show to watch. You know, you kind of get done with the show and you're disappointed it's over. And this is back in the day when we're, we're still, we still have all these great, famous, classic K-dramas to watch. Right. We're so beyond that now. And Megan was like, you have to watch. This is like one of the most popular ones. In all of Asia, because it wasn't just popular in South Korea. No, I feel like the broadcasting over. rights were all over the place. Yes. And I feel like they remade it in other countries. I don't, it's it's massive. I heard that somebody optioned it in the United States. A couple I years ago, I heard that it was totally optioned. Totally watched that. I don't, it clearly has never been made, but oh my God, I would totally watch that. Well, I asked Megan when she pitched it, and I was like, well, do you know how it ends? And you pretty much told me you didn't finish it. I was yeah. like, that's fine, whatever. So um, anyway... Another reason I love it so much is because of the ending. It's not, again, spoiler, I hope you're not listening if you're going to go watch the show, but it's not your typical K-drama ending. It it kind of has a hopefulness about it, but it's also very somber. Like, they do not know their future together. It's not laid out. I feel like there are a few dramas where they do that acknowledgement of nothing is permanent. Right. It's like um, My Lovely Samsoon is like that too, Mm -hmm. where you're like, you really want a happy ending, but there's something way better about the fact that she's like I don't know if this is forever right I'm happy right now I'm trying to enjoy it while I can and that's pretty much how I think the show ends is the actress is talking about I love him so much I'm loving him while we're together I'm loving him while he's here I'm loving him while we're while we can spend the time together that we have it's so magical what a good person if there was a 400 year old alien that was like I love you but I might go back to outer space I'd be like (laughs) no you're in this now. You are picky. How dare you? You've lived 400 years. You're fine. You can just die with me. 
So You're anyway. not getting out of this, man. <laughs> That's my love from another star. Do you have any final thoughts? Did you want to share a couple of scenes? Oh my gosh, yes. With you? Oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot this, this part. Is, yeah, you got to do there this. There are part. so many. Um, I honestly think some of my favorite scenes are he has this weird ability to hear her yes. to hear anything but particularly to hear her voice so he could That's be right. in another country mm-hmm. and he could hear her oh, complaining about, about something so they live they happen of course to live in adjoining like apartments mm-hmm. so they share a top floor of an apartment building but they both have their own route like their own apartments and she doesn't know that he can hear her and so she like goes on this epic rant about how she hates him and there's all these things wrong <laughs> she, with their life and she's like crying and he's just like I mean she's like ugly crying oh, like emotional breakdown and he's walking around his apartment like trying to do things to like not hear to drown it her, out her meltdown but it's amazing it's so funny and just and he, everything about the that way is so good. She, her physical comedy is kind of over the top and really hilarious. And he does the opposite. He's very much the straight man, very still, very calm. Mm-hmm. And they play off of each other so well. I think that's part of why it's so great is they just cast the two perfect people for this role. It's one roles. of my favorites. My other favorite scene I already talked about. It has to be the ending kiss. It's just yeah. so now I gotta done. watch the last episode. It's <laughs> so great. Like you might cry. It's just written. See, that's so why I don't want to. If if I'm not gonna again, I don't like bittersweet though. I just want it to be <laughs> cut and dry tied up with a bow, everyone lives happily ever after, as far from reality as possible, because if I'm not going to get that, then why did I just sit through 15 <laughs> hours of television for you? It's so it's good. It's the least you can do for me. It's so good. It's <laughs> worth it. So those are my two favorite, uh, two of my favorite scenes. The whole show is amazing. Is there anything you don't like about the show? Honestly? Any complaints? It's pretty much perfect. My only complaint would be, and I hate even saying this out loud, I wasn't the biggest fan of the second, I guess she wasn't the second female lead. There's a woman who gets murdered <laughs> early in the show. She's like a competing her. actress. They oh, share yeah, the I same do remember shoes. Her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't the biggest fan of that actress. And I don't know if it was her or just the character she played. I actually feel like one of my minor complaints about the show, and this did not influence the show for me, one of my minor complaints is that they did go that very typical route with the second female lead where she's just the worst. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, there's nothing redeeming about her. I forget she's if she kind of She's been in so many shows since then. And she yeah. plays, and she's so lovable. She is. It's, the um, actress herself oh, is great. I gotta look her name up. She was just in Goblin, and she was mm-hmm. a delight. She's she's in everything. She's, she's in Secret Garden. She's like a young Kimmy Kim. Why can't I think of her name? She's in everything. <laughs> but I just feel like, I, I, I hate it when they do that to the second female lead, and I know, I get it. It's a really useful character device. But sometimes I just... They had enough obstacles. I just right. didn't need this woman being just a bad person at them also. Right. And I can't remember if she ends up not being that bad. I think she pretty much ends up being still pretty bad. But yeah. you know what? She was a famous actress too, so we'll let it slide. Yeah, it's fine. They're probably hungry and they've, they're sick of getting their hair pulled on every day. So <laughs> just typical woman stuff. We're going to let it slide for now. What's her? You and Nah. You and Nah. Yes. Yeah. Again, yeah, I love beautiful. her. Beautiful. And she's been in so many things since Maybe then, that's so. what my problem with her is I don't like seeing her as a bad guy. I just want her to be That a is good, a great way to say it. She's so lovable. Yeah. Oh. Put a pin in that. Okay. <laughs> next. <laughs> next. So I think next, let's talk about um, another Oh Hey Young, because I know you've seen that one too. Um, and I know yeah. we both loved that so one. So I didn't finish this one either. Go for it. Go for it. I didn't finish it. Oh, you didn't finish another Oh Hey Young? <laughs> Megan, what am I going to do with you? Here's my other thing. They get together at some point, and then I'm just like, 
okay, they got together. I'm good. It's like The Office. I stopped watching The Office once Jim and Pam got together. Well, so it was like, wasn't yeah, that, that ties it up that. for me. Yeah. yeah. They, they were kind of jerks after that, but mm-hmm. we're not here to talk about The Office. No. Another Oh Hey Young. <laughs> Becca, All go. Right, let's go. It stars Eric Munn. Delightful. <laughs> Delightful. And uh, Seo Hyun Jin. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? She's we love awesome. her. We love her. Yeah, she's tearing it up. She's she's on fire right now. Um, I would classify this as a drama, but like a rom-com too. Yeah, a romantic. Yeah, it is because it is funny. And it's also kind of um, what's what it, not otherworldly, but what's the where it's got that element of magic to it because she can, he can see the future. Oh, yeah. Um, I always forget not that sci-fi, part. but like fantasy. Yeah, or, fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I can see that. I kind of forgot you, about that. Don't you always forget right. that? I, I feel like it's such a huge part of the story it is. that you I never totally think forgot about, about it. it. Yeah, you can totally <laughs> see the immediate future. So in this show, the sweet, sweet girl. <laughs> um, Who, again, another awesome <laughs> character where you see her and you're like, that's me. Yes. I, I get this character. She may be the most relatable female character yes. in any K-drama I've ever seen. For no fault of her own, just cannot get her life together. Right. She's so she's she's got troubles. Oh. And her oh. name. The way they set it up. Oh, I'm just ahead. remembering how it starts. All of it? It's it's genius. It's so good and so sad. It's so basically. Why don't you give me your first impressions? Well, all I remember, and again, f- forgive me if I'm a little foggy, it's because I watched most of it, but it's been a while. So she gets like left at the altar, right? Mm-hmm. By a super hunky guy who has, I've seen him in things subsequently and what a good actor. I love him too. I think he's Canadian. Um, yeah, she gets left at the altar and then moves back in with her parents and basically her life is falling apart and just, she, it's she is at her bottom. Like she hits rock bottom. She hits like. rock bottom and then she kind of bounces and goes to a new rock bottom. Yeah. <laughs> like constantly. I remember she's in the middle of a road when she meets Eric Munn. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, it's so good. Basically. So the whole plot of the show is her name is, her name is Oh Hey Young. Right. And oh yeah. She, I forgot about the other Oh Hey yes. Young. <laughs> so she went to school growing up with another girl named Oh Hey Young. Mm-hmm. And this other girl was prettier and don't, what do they call them like more athletic athletic. young and yeah the other like O-Hay. sunshine oh yeah. young and something yeah and so obviously when people would talk about oh hey young they were referring to the other oh hey young oh i'm remembering it's, all of these plot points that had just so completely good. escaped my memory and here's so i'm just gonna jump in here here are a few things i loved about this show the other the other female lead oh hey young it's not hateable. No, she's you a good character. Do not hate her. And she's very multidimensional. She's not just beautiful and lovely. She's had a hard time also. She's had a hard life too. She is kind. She's generally very kind. Mm-hmm. I think as a human, she cares about other people. But her problem is that she broke uh, the lead's male's Eric, heart. Eric Munn. Yeah. yeah, the actor Eric Munn. Yeah. yeah. She broke his heart. They actually also were going to get married and she left him at the altar. And it was traumatizing for him so when he meets this new oh hey young and finds out that she was left at the altar but she shares a name with the woman that he once loved it's just this whole and it's this whole you thing. find <laughs> out that they're they're already kind of mixed up in each other's lives and have no idea due to a huge misunderstanding that is heartbreaking but then they end up getting connected up again 
um, again, neighbors. They become neighbors. They become neighbors. They share like which a no, joint apartment. I've never almost. had a hot guy live next door to me. I have never had like that my guy. cousin lives. Next I was door an to RA me. for a while. Do the dorms count? Also, no. Maybe? Also, no. I've never had a hot guy live next to me in a dorm either. <laughs> I have never had a hot neighbor. So what's up? Do I need to move to Seoul or <laughs> how do I make this happen? But anyway, yeah. So it's. It's really funny, and she watching her kind of recover and find her way again is so engaging, and and you just kind of fall in love with her. I mean, like Eric Munn's great, but I fell in love with and oh, handsome, and he is very handsome. <laughs> he is an, he is super hot. Yeah, <laughs> but he I I cared less about him. I, I was so much more focused on on our lead gal. Yeah, she is just. You want to be here. That was another one where I just started dressing like her all the time. You did. I actually noticed it. I mm. think I pointed it out, out to you once. Yeah. All her clothes are amazing. And so I would just take her style and try to copy it for the better part of also, the year. Also, I think our listeners need to know, Megan is wearing like a Jungkook it looking is the, sweater the tonight. It is the sweater you've ever seen. <laughs> it is way too big for me, but in a cool way. It's... I look really cool. It's flawless. Thank you. Like Becca. I'm almost convinced Jungkook is sitting across from me. Almost. Don't put that in my head. If he was blonde and female, he would be <laughs> sitting across from me right now. So anyway, the the her character. The thing I loved about it is she is vulnerable, and she's one of the few K drama characters, in my opinion, at least female wise, just completely honest at all times. She yes. tells the lead, mm-hmm. "This is how I'm feeling." I'm jealous. I'm I'm feeling vulnerable right now. I like she just lays it out there in a way that I think is totally admirable for any woman in the world. We should yes. all be able to, to say our minds. Not apologetic the way that you see a lot of yeah. people in real life. I feel like the way that I am and I fall into traps of being she's just yeah, she's she's there to be honest with you. So, um a few of my Oh, go ahead. You have got something. Are you going to mention Kim Mi Kyung? I was just going to go there. I, I wondered. So I was anticipating you. Continue. If you listen to our Nuna Awards, you know our last podcast that Megan and I have a love obsession with Kim yes. Mi-kyung. And she's been in every drama we've ever seen, I swear. At least everyone we've loved. She is the mom of ugly Oh Young. I hate to call her ugly. She's I can't ugly remember at all, what, they're, but... what the... No, but I feel like it was that thing where I work at, at my job. There's a girl who's younger than me that's named Megan, and they call her young Megan, and they call me old, old Megan. It's like that. They so refer it's like, to it. It's oh, been a while. Yeah. We should have taken better notes. Not, should have gone back and seen it. Not hot Oh Young. Real Oh yeah. Young. Real Lead honest, character Oh Young. Vulnerable Oh Young. We'll call her Oh Young number one. So Kim Mi Kyung is her mother and is just amazing. Yeah. Again, she's amazing in everything. Kim Mi Kyung, have you ever listened to this podcast? We love you so much. Please, we will buy you lunch. Just let us know. <laughs> we just love you. We think you're fabulous. Yes. So she plays her mother, very maternal, like fights for her. When she realizes that Eric Munn is her neighbor, she goes over and starts bringing like food and mm-hmm. tries to like make a lot of noise so he'll come over. And then when he finally does come over, she makes a big production of what's wrong with my daughter? Why don't you like my daughter? Like it's a, it's the mother we all want. And it's I think amazing. part of the reason their relationship's so cool is they're the same person. Oh yeah. And and you see that because they'll, <laughs> they butt heads all the time and they just fight like crazy and they're so in each other's faces and they love each other so much. You just lose it. Mm-hmm. I mean, are you going to talk about the dancing scene? Was that one of your favorite scenes? When oh, they dance it together? wasn't, but it should have been. So, 
I will, I'm just going to mention this. There's a scene where she's still struggling to get over being left at the altar and she's been very depressed and down and not doing anything. And she puts on some music in her house and just starts dancing around her house. And her parents are kind of looking at her like, what is going on? And then her mom just starts dancing with her. And it's, it's beautiful. It's one of my, again, one of my favorite scenes in all of K-drama history because it's just such a, a genuine, lovely moment between two characters who you are, have already started to really love, but... Again, I'm hijacking your dramas. No, it's so great. It's absolutely wonderful. So this is weird. I just put this together. The scene that I wrote down is one of the most memorable. Actually sounds like I could have just said it about my love from another star. So there's so <laughs> there's in, an alien. In this show, <laughs> he is a like sound producer for film. Mm-hmm. And so he's always recording That's right. his apartment. Like he'll leave for the day and just record a whole day of noises from his apartment which sounds weird he doesn't really listen to them does he he doesn't always listen to them but he keeps them and he classifies them and um so at one point they share an apartment there's like this weird trap door between their rooms and she comes home of course and he doesn't come home early that day and she oh hey young had a terrible day and so she's like sitting at this trap door of of their apartments and she doesn't know he records right ugly no she doesn't know she's just again ugly crying and yelling things like, is it so much to ask for you to come home early? And I'm so lonely. And she's just yelling these extremely personal, deepest inner thoughts. And then he, of course, at some point comes home and hears this recording. And it's just beautiful. I mean, they end up fighting over it. But it's so beautiful and lovely. And just the vulnerability, the vulnerability it's there is It's moments like amazing. that. It's those tiny little scenes that make me love K-dramas. I guess make me love television because you have more time to work in these beautiful moments. But man, that's what K-dramas are good at. Just like, just such a poetic They just moment. rip you open. Yeah. And then they pour a little salt in there and Ugh, just let it simmer. step on it. <laughs> so it's, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And then one of my other favorite scenes is towards the end of the show. Spoiler, please don't. I hope you guys are skipping if you don't want to know this. Um they end up breaking up. They finally get together. And then of course they end up breaking up. And there's a scene where she's trying to walk across the street to him. This is right before they break up and they're smiling and they're happy. She and you're thinking they finally didn't know. Oh, sorry. Although that's that's what happens in K-dramas. <laughs> and you think, Oh my gosh, this is their happily ever after. And then her ex fiance is carrying flowers and he thinks that she's like waiting across the street for him. So he's like waving and he doesn't know that Eric Munn is standing here, but he's going to go off towards her. And then it's just like this horrible confrontation where the three of them get together and her ex has this beautiful, huge bouquet of roses that he's going to give her. And he has a huge reason to hate Eric. Eric. Yeah. Yeah. Huge reason. And um, he gets so angry that he like hits this, like light post in the I street saw that part. with the flowers and the flowers go flying and it looks like visually it is the most romantic thing you've ever seen but emotionally it is the worst thing that you can feel oh it's it's just amazing so, so there's a, a tug and pull there because i like spoilers do they end up together they end up is together. it a happy ending it's a very happy it's one of those endings where it's like i don't need this last episode there's a oh, wedding involved like and they're later. all dancing and i'm like See, oh, no. i feel like sometimes what keeps me from watching is things will get so complicated that i have this feeling they can never come back from it and of course they will 
But I just, I can't watch it. Mm-hmm. That's my thing. I think that's what happened with Oh Young. It got so dramatic and complicated that I was just like, no, I can't see. I can't look. It was beautiful. This is one of those dramas I probably watched seven times. Like you I did, watched it I all I the way through and I, I loved it and I had to watch I didn't it guess again. That one because you really did. I feel like for a while there, for more than a month, you were just rewatching it. I was Hae just Young. rewatching it. I just got way too attached to these characters. Yeah. Which yeah. is totally fair. I totally get that. It was beautiful. Uh, good good talk on Oh Hey Young. Thank you. I like that. Now <clears throat> I, re- I want to watch it again. All right, so I'm going to go to my last one because you haven't seen it, so this one will be quick. No, but I feel like I've kind of (laughs) seen it because you told me so much about some of the sexy scenes. Oh, if, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably like K-dramas, and you know there's never any good sexy scenes. Not a lot. Like, holding hands is a sexy scene, usually. Yeah. Which is I'll never forget the day that Becca texted me when she, right when she started, (laughs) and she was watching Secret Garden, and she texted me a screenshot of the two leads kissing and she was like, they kissed, they kissed. And I'm like, yep, girl, get used to that feeling. <laughs> it was like episode 12. Yeah, it took a really long time. But anyway, I digress. So anyway, the the reason I love 1% of something is if you are used to American, if America is where you live or those are the shows you watch, this is the most American-ish K-drama. Man, which I've you still would never think, watched this. Which you would think is a bad thing, but... The, it's just very, the male is very aggressive in his pursuit mm. of his love. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it stars Ha Seok Jin, and I do not know how to say her last name. I think it's Jun So Min. I don't know her, I don't think. They, oh, she's so delightful. Um, but they're amazing. They're amazing together. Their chemistry is off the charts. And basically the premise of the show is this guy's super rich. He's got a grandpa or a dad. I don't remember how they're related. <laughs> and he owns this giant company. And... This sweet little, they call her Dada, which is the one thing I would change about the show. <laughs> Besides the fact that I'm not in it, I would change that her name is Dada. But um, they, <laughs> she basically is a school teacher. She has, you know, she's fine. She's making her living. She's making the world a better place. And one day she's out walking and she sees a gentleman who has fallen and hurt himself. Like he's fallen like down a ravine. It's a pretty dramatic scene. So she helps him and whatever. She gets, I think she takes him to the hospital. After he gets checked out, she puts him in a cab and makes sure that he gets home. And it's very, very, very sweet. So anyway, the male lead then is getting ready to kind of take over the company. And this older man in his life is like, well, you have to marry this woman because I'm leaving half the company to her. And the guy is like, I've never even heard of this woman. Who is it? Well, ends up being the school teacher that helped him. She had no idea that he was some rich man. Right. I mean, she had no clue She's at all. She's just a good person. So the male lead shows up at her school one day with like his attorney and is like, what'd you do? What'd you do? What, how'd you bewitch him? How'd you get him to give you half his company? And she's like, I have no idea who you are or what you're talking about. And then hilarity ensues. It's it's a comedy and a romance. It's it's so good. Your list is a lot less dramatic than I thought it would be. I know, because usually I like those You like really the dark drama. Dark I feel like dramas. you can handle a lot of drama. I tried to go wide range here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like that. So it's great. Two, two of my favorite scenes, there's a scene where she has to stay with him. It's this whole thing. It's the refrigerator. Yes. And like... <laughs> Never seen it, but I know this scene because Becca I think told I me. I showed it to you. You did. And I, think, I can verify it is nice. It's steamy. Yeah. But she like gets out. Anyway, it's just... It's fun time. I don't know how to describe it appropriately for the podcast, but it's a very intimate setting. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. For a K-drama. Meaning yeah. they like kiss, but still, it's very romantic. It, there's a lot of sexual tension. There's a lot of tension. Yeah. 
It's good. I like the tension in my dramas. Me too. It's I don't even great. need the kiss. I just need that tension. I just need the tension. And I mentioned the one thing I changed. I hate that her name is Dada. I hate that. Hate the way that the male lead says it. I hate the way that she says. I ugh. <laughs> just one of those things. It's just. It's like a baby babble. I don't want baby babble in my Korean dramas. In fairness, Becca does have babies around her. All so. I do is talk to babies. Give me she, some like she, real names. She like can't pronounce. Else. Please. That's what I want. Is it like her nickname or is that her actual? It's name? her nickname. It's okay. what he calls her. So. Ah. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. It's a pet name that's like what my my one year old would say, and I just can't deal with that. You need, you need more distance. I need more. <laughs> yeah, that's too close to my reality. So, are we gonna move on to your favorite? Are you ready to? Did you want to say anything else about? Did you have anything else? No. About my name? biggest thing is if you are trying to get a friend, and we may do a whole podcast on this. If you're trying to get anybody that you love and appreciate into K dramas. And they are used to American television. I would say 1% of something is a good place to start. That's on my list to watch soon. I feel like it's exactly what I'm looking for right now. It's perfect. It's funny. It's romantic. There's a lot of tension there. The lead is so he is great, handsome. Which I say that I am not one hundred percent sure. Oh, D Day is the only thing that I've he seen was him in. D Day, yeah. And so I've never actually seen him as a full fledged male lead. So he pulled it wonderfully. I need to. I need to watch it. Yeah, I follow him on Instagram. He has a very charming Instagram he, presence. He does. Yeah. So anyway, I love it. Side note: He's on Instagram. All right. Well. I'm going to take a stab in the dark at your three favorites. You're going to get them. <laughs> I don't know so if I am, though. I don't know if I am. Okay. okay. I guessed best hit. Okay. Yeah? No. Nope. Really? Top 10. <gasps> I am shocked. Top 10. I am sh- I'm crossing it off. I'm shocked. Yeah. Greatest love? Oh, yeah. It's on there. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. That hasn't changed since the day I watched that show. All right. That one I felt like, I felt like best hit was a shoe in. I'm shocked. Okay. Shopping King Louie? Yep. Yes! Yep. Well, now I have to try to guess a fourth. Oh. It's, it's probably something so obvious that I should know. It's so obvious. How do I not? Well, maybe you don't realize it. I don't know. Because you're just of... have to tell me. So so the fourth one that didn't make the list was Secret Love Affair. I almost had I it. almost ca- guessed that. I almost had it knock <clears throat> off Shopping King Louie. But then I I came to my senses and was like, no, I love Shopping King Louie. But I love Secret Love Affair. I think the performance... I'm just going to... Okay, quick plug. It is very dramatic and very serious, but it is so beautifully shot and so incredibly beautifully acted and written. It I was mesmerized by that show. I would recommend it to anybody. Again, it is very sexy also um, in a, we- a way I did not expect because it is a very a May-December romance uh, between a student and a teacher, which also is not something that I the find attractive. The is the bail. Yeah. yeah. It's a Nuna romance at its best. But it is, it is a fascinating look at characters who are very, very, very complicated and not really that likable. With this exception of Yuan who plays the young man, the rest of the characters are pretty hateable. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's great. But I decided to go with Shabby King Louie and Reply 1988. You did pick Reply 1988. So I thought the ending would, would kill that for and you. And that is a testament to this show. Despite the fact that it left me so brokenhearted, I felt like someone I had personally been broken up with and then hit by a car. I loved that show so much. I... It is has such a special place in my heart. So we'll I talk about the writers that last. listen to this at some point and realize how much heartache they've they, given all the women in the world. We for for us, okay. And this sounds dramatic, and you can judge me and us if you want to. But we were 
legitimately impacted, negatively impacted by how sad we were at the ending of that show. So here's what happened. We knew the ending was coming. This was the only show ever that I've watched as it was coming out. So we watched it. We were watching it at the same time, which which never happens. happens. No, we never do that. Jinx, buy me a Coke. And, (laughs) and so we were excited and we had like planned this party where Megan was going to come over and we were going to watch 19 and 20 together together at my house after Megan got off of work at 11 p.m. And I'm a spoiler queen and I had not looked at any spoilers. I had stayed off the internet for like 48 hours to avoid spoilers because I wanted to experience this finale in the full way, like the complete experience. So to set the scene, I did have to work the next day at like seven in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I worked so And late. these episodes are two hours a piece and mm-hmm. Megan wasn't going to get here till like 11, 15, 11, 30. And we were still fine with it. We're oh, like, yeah. we're going to do it. Nothing doesn't was matter. Going to change this. Nothing's going to change it. And then we ended up seeing a spoiler. Mm-hmm. And I ended up, I felt so bad that it ended the way it did. I went out and bought Megan a present. Yeah. And and I I wrote a note on the package that said, I'm sorry the writers of Reply 1988 are such jerks. I'll post a picture of it because it was so cute. (laughs) And and I don't know what made us still, I still came over and we watched it. Even though we were depressed, I think I bought, I brought booze and we had like ice cream. You brought booze and ramen. Ramen. We just binge ate our feelings and And we sat on this little couch and watched these two episodes and just hated everything (laughs) so much because it was just so unsatisfying. So maybe we should talk, should we just talk about that one or you want to talk about, okay, let's so just talk about Reply it. 1988, if you're not familiar with the series, it's kind of a third part of, um, there's Reply 1997, which came out first, Reply 1994, and then Reply 1988. And they are all set in kind of different parts of South Korea. They center on a family or a group of families and their friends, and they're just stories about people. They're definitely ensemble casts, and 97 and 94 are also wonderful. I highly recommend them. Um, actually, So and Gook is in 97, and he's in Chopping He Louie, and he's in like three other dramas on my top 10 list. I love that guy. But anyway, again, I digress. <laughs> 1988 was the first one that I watched. And I got into it by accident. Again, the description, because I'm pretty hardcore into romantic comedies, Mm -hmm. it seemed so just a family drama, and I didn't think I was really in a place where I wanted that. (sighs) If I had only known. I mean, the writing is so good. The characters are incredible. And we'll just get to the point here. Ryu Jun-yul, my introduction to him, he played Jung-won. So this... 88 centers on a group of friends, obviously, and outside of Seoul in 1988. So the Summer Olympics are going on. You get this great snapshot of what it was like to live in South Korea in the 80s. The music is incredible. The costumes are great. Sets are incredible. It's just the full package. And every single character is a delight. You love them all. And you follow all these different storylines. And Except it never feels takey. I'm oh, sorry. I can't even talk I'm about sorry. it. I interrupted you. I can't. Oh, no. So I that's the problem. I didn't love all the characters. The, we're just going to, since this is a limited time, there's Kieri also won me over. What Gosh, I love her so much. Character. She just created such a beautiful character with Duck Sun. She's perfect. Um, she played Duck Sun. Uh, Ryu Jun-yul was Jung-won and then Park Bo-gum who I'm sure is a lovely angel of a person played Take who is a sweet character for sure he's kind mm. of this like genius <laughs> uh, he plays oh man I can't even think of what it's called it's like a the chess 
it's like a chess game. Uh, we were just talking about we it. We were just talking about it the other day. Well, he, the he plays this game professionally. Um, he's a prodigy. And he is this weird side character that everyone kind of loves and takes care of because he's, again, one of those geniuses who is so smart and incredible at one thing and then kind of can't get people baby him and take care of him because he doesn't have a lot of common sense. So they build you up. Some of the most romantic stuff Baduk. I've... Sorry. Baduk. That's Baduk. right. Baduk. Some of the most romantic scenes I've ever seen in a drama. Jung Won is in love with Duck Sun since they're kids. And it is the most beautiful portrayal of young first love I've ever seen. It made me feel like a teenager again. It just... it I, It gives you a physical reaction. It's so lovely. And you follow these two characters. You become so invested in them. And you finally think... They're going to be together. Because you, you follow them over years and years. Mm-hmm. Obviously, spoiler alert, they don't end up together. And I know, I get it. In real life, that's what happens. You don't end up with your first love. But if you're going to put Duck Sun with Take, give us any indication ever in the show that this is a possibility. Except for like all of a sudden at the end where they're like, oh yeah, like we're in love, obviously. No, I did. There's I felt no nothing. I felt nothing. There's no. And I have up. seen Park Bo Gum and other stuff, and he is really great. I love him. He's lovely, but I just cannot get over Take. I cannot get over 1988. It's still a huge problem in my life. <laughs> I clearly have a lot of of feelings and resentment <laughs> about the show. I've never seen. Megan I'm this so upset. upset. <laughs> I I mean, like it's all like it's happening to me again. <laughs> I was so invested in that. It it killed me. It killed me. And they then the the PD and all the writers were like, we knew from the start she was gonna end up with take. I call BS on that <laughs> because if you did, that's just bad writing. Anyway, moving on. There's no buildup. And here, okay, can I just? I, I have to throw this in, please. I need a minute. I <laughs> I think we need to let Megan cool off here. I need have yeah. a sip of wine. Thank we're you. gonna be just fine. We. One of my favorite scenes, so we were talking, she literally is shaking everybody. One of my favorite scenes, and I hope this made yours, but if it didn't, I'm not going to be offended. As Megan said, it's not just about the leads, Mm -hmm. which, well done, written so, minus the take part. Which, and I can't even, I mean, like, it's still good. The the show is still good. It's still great writing. It just didn't feel real to me. It didn't feel authentic. It felt like they were like pandering to popularity relationship because Eugene Yule was kind of like a brand new actor, and Park Bo Gum had a following. I don't know. I don't know. I have my theories. Anyway, what we were saying. <laughs> yes. So as she mentioned earlier, the show isn't just about them; it's about family, and the families in the show are written so beautifully. To this day, I honestly feel like I know. I feel like they're real people. Mm-hmm. I feel like I know these families. Because there's not just one. There's like five families and they get to know. They're, they have their own little family units and then they form this cohesive family, this neighborhood it's family. It's beautiful. It's the whole idea of like it takes a village to mm-hmm. raise a child. It's these five families getting together and raising their five children together. It's beyond beautiful. It's wonderful. But there is a scene where Jung Wan's brother oh. has like a heart condition and he has to go and like it's... It's somewhat of a simple procedure, but they have to still open up his chest and do this whole heart thing. And 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 Jung Wan is so nervous about it, and he ends up getting a nosebleed, doesn't yes. he, at the hospital? Yes. After his brother's procedure, and so his brother like wakes up, and I forget the exact wording, but his brother basically asks him like, 
how's your nose or something like some it's something so he's so worried about simple his nose and bleed. beautiful and he's so this brother who's having this this heart procedure is more worried about his brother his younger brother is it younger or older he's older his he's older, older brother yeah. having this like nose bleed. and then jung wan like he's like oh i'm fine whatever and he turns around and in the hospital room he just starts bawling and it's just the most beautiful symbol of brotherhood and family and siblings and i i can't it's one of my favorite scenes in any drama and i'm trying to look up this pronunciation of this word because i feel like it helps you have to understand that jung wan is the first character we ever saw who was described as sundar i don't know if that's how you say it but it's i think it's a japanese turn and it's basically a person who acts cold and harsh on the outside but is really warm and loving and, and caring on the inside and he is such a hilariously beautiful character. He is such a jerk. I, when I first started seeing watching that show, I was like, okay, who is this guy? <laughs> what a jerkwad. No, he is so loving. And, and that's the thing with his brother. Their relationship is beautifully kind of sculpted too because his brother's sort of an underachiever, hasn't passed any of his exams, can't get into college. And Jung wants the opposite. He's just good at everything. Mm-hmm. But they're they're close in a really interesting, realist, realistic way, I would say. Um, and that, I mean, all the more reason I fell deeply, deeply, deeply in love with Chung Wan and have to this day not recovered from it. But that wasn't on my my list, but um, it should have been, along with the scene where they're on the on the roof of their house toward the end just looking up at the stars and this all that's all after we realized that we were not going to be getting the ending that we wanted or deserved and i remember it's a it's beautiful made beautiful by that reality too when we realized like okay there's more to his character and his storyline than this romance with with duck son but and i want to send a shout out really fast to jung wan's dad the actor oh my gosh yes actually amazing yeah and he's super young that's the thing i was just looking it up so he in real life was born in 1980 ryu Junyu was born in 1988 no he's 86 86? i think he's my age so which also ryu Junyu was playing like a 17 year old and he is 31 so in this show when you see it though the, the the actor who plays his dad in reality they're, the actors are six years apart, mm-hmm. but in the show, you would honestly believe this man was like 50-something. older. And, he, and he's so funny, and he's got his quirks. It's the, amazing. The Reply series will reuse a lot of actors in different, totally different characters. They're not playing the same character, but he's in 1994 also, and there's a joke about the fact that he is in college, but he looks like an old man. They kind of make fun of him all the time for it. But yeah, he's so good. And the the woman that plays their mom, I think it's Rami Ran, is there. Oh, she's beautiful. She's incredible. And she's also quite young, like surprisingly young. Um, but but I mean they they wear their characters beautifully. It's and they make a beautiful family unit. And their family story is interesting. They were like the poorest family in the neighborhood, and then their dad wins the lottery. And it's just so interesting. And again, it plays into how everyone takes care of each other. I'll do my two scenes really quickly. Yes. I, I obviously picked the boner scene. The boner scene. There's, Megan and I for weeks would text each other, shoulders, boner. Because it, it, it's those are the two things that stick out from that show. Yeah. <laughs> one of the greatest acting moments I've ever seen. Duck Sun and Jung Wan. So they're, all the kids are at this like sleepaway weekend thing for school. And through a series of kooky events. 
end up having to run away from the chaperones and they're hiding in this really, really narrow alleyway and they're pressed up against each other and they've known each other since they were little kids. This, I don't even think they and think it's weird. by narrow alleyway, we mean like three feet. It's like feet. between it's two buildings. They're pressed space. right up against each yeah. other. And it's not weird because they know each other so well, except for Jung Wan like gets turned on by it. And you can see the agony in his face as he's trying to suppress his feelings. <laughs> it's it's funny. It's torturous to watch. Yes. And then and then like Duck Sun realizes it and they can't leave because they're still hiding. It's such a great scene. So perfect. It's beautifully and acted. It, and it just it's also the moment where Jung Won starts to look at her in a different way. And and you it's it's just Perfect. It's perfect to set the tone for if the rest of the show. If you want a little bit of a preview of what Reply 1988 is, go to Google mm-hmm. and just Google Ugh. Reply 1988 boner gif. Yes. And you will see in a five-second gif all the emotions on both Legit- of their faces. Honestly, it's so beautiful. It's a star-making scene. Yeah. I feel like you could watch that one scene and be like, this this guy can act. Yeah. And it's this so girl. Great. Because her reaction is so perfect and subtle. Yes. It's beyond beautiful. So I picked that one. And then the second one, and I, I could have picked any number of scenes. My second one was the McDonald's scene when they go into Seoul and they're at McDonald's and Jung Wan, she, oh, yeah. uh, Duck Sun goes with her two friends who are also hilarious and great. They go to McDonald's and Jung Wan shows up and is going to buy them dinner. And it, that's it. I mean, it's not, it's just funny and awkward because. Duxon has no idea. She's kind of she's kind of dense about some stuff. Mm-hmm. She has no idea that he's in love with her. He, we all know, and it it is literally killing us at this point, <laughs> and killing him. And it's just this great scene where you see how he treats her and how he interacts with her. And it's the first time her friends are like, "Dude, he likes you." <laughs> and she's kind of the first time where she's like, "Okay, I don't hate this idea." And it's part of a great Christmas episode where she asks for a Christmas present. She wants gloves, white gloves. And um, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> it's probably my favorite episode. You are making me feel guilty, giddy because it's we've all been there mm-hmm. when we were younger mm-hmm. and naive to first loves. <sighs> yes. When all of a sudden you realize, oh, that boy that I always thought was annoying or just constantly looked over has a crush on me. Like, it's that scene where it's yeah. like, people are pointing it out like, and how do you not see this? And you're suddenly thinking about it differently and yeah. you're, you're re... And you're overthinking You're just it. questioning yeah. everything you ever knew. You, you, I feel like when you grow up, you miss that kind of. And I do not want to be a teenager again mm-hmm. for God help me. But this will make you... But it, it will it, remind you yeah, of what that you was. You look fondly back on those times yeah. when it was confusing and love was really exciting and, and terrifying and... It's it's beautiful. So it's just one scene like that after another for every relationship you can imagine for everything. It's such a great show. It's um, beautiful. Aside from the terrible ending that literally Which I'm killed me. I'm guessing is what you would change. Yes. What did I not like about it? The ending. What would I change? The ending. I will never forgive them. The last them. two episodes in never. general. Oh, except they for... They just don't exist to So me. the moment when we knew we were probably screwed... Jung Won does have some kind of sort of closure with the relationship. And it is, again, Ryu Jun Yul gives the performance of a lifetime, rips out all of our hearts, and tucks in his pocket and walks away. But it's great. So anyway, it's beautiful. I, I can't. He will have you melt, melt like a stick of butter. Ugh. And then you will want to hit him across the face. Yes. 
all in that last He's scene. So frustrating. It's and it beautiful. just it doesn't make sense. I mm. to this day we still are mad at the writers. Clearly I not hope okay you hear this it. and know how mad we are. I'm, I you're the only I hope you can't like, sleep at night knowing that I still no, this think is about true. this. This is true. A fortune teller told me once that a man would hurt me so badly I would never recover from it. I didn't believe her, but now I know <laughs> it was you producer, writer, director of Reply 1988, and you, Park Bogum, <laughs> and you too, Ryu Junior, because you didn't do anything to stop it. So, it's real. Boom. This is where we are. Okay, Boom. next show. <laughs> so, uh, let's do Shopping King Louie. Oh, can we please? I feel like I talked too long about Reply 1988, so I'll try to go faster. <laughs> Shopping King Louie, simple premise. And it's actually everything I hate about K-dramas, but somehow I love. So, the thing that drives me the craziest in K-dramas is when they use the amnesia thing. Oh. So a character, the two characters are in love and have overcome all of their differences and they'll always be together even though they shouldn't be and they don't make sense and then one of them gets amnesia <laughs> and can't remember that they were in love and I throw things across the room because it makes me so angry because they just they just need to put a wrench in the works and it's stupid and I hate it. Louis got amnesia from day one. Oh. So poor Louis. That's why it's okay. <laughs> so So and Goog plays Louis, and he is a very rich heir growing up in France. And his grandmother keeps him in France because um, she was told something bad would happen to him in Korea. But she gets sick, and he goes home, and he's in an accident, and he completely forgets who he is. He doesn't know anything. No one there knows him because he's been living in France. And he he it's very complicated. Okay, enter Gobokshil who is played by, who we've already talked about, we, how much mm-hmm. we love her, Nam Ji Hyun. She is kind of a country bumpkin who loses her grandmother and then her brother runs away. So she's come to Seoul to find her brother and she's going to sell her wild ginkgo that she found. And she's just, she's she has nothing either. I mean, she has, literally has nothing. And she and Louis run into each other and they have no one, they have nothing, and they just have each other. And for some reason, they, they stick together and this friendship grows, and they take care of each other, and they figure it out on their own. And it that's the story, is these two people trying to figure out who they are, what they're missing in their lives. Um, and it's it's so beautiful. It's a beautiful story of like self-discovery mm-hmm. along with the obviously you're both looking for answers it's one for of things the, in their lives. She's trying to find her brother. She's upset that her grandmother passed away. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to figure out who the heck he even is. Does he have a family? It's beautiful. Yeah, and it's the purest love story I've ever seen where it's just you watch this beautiful connection grow and it's it's happy and all these great side characters come into play um it just makes you feel like there's a lot of good in the world it's it's a very hopeful drama um I loved it it's by far one of the most innocent dramas yeah. I've ever seen it's sweet. and the fact that it just it, it is it's the it's love and it's these two characters are part of that they're just they're so sweet and innocent mm-hmm. and and Louis so part of the reason I love Stone Gook is he's really hilariously funny and he plays this character with he doesn't know who he is or anything about himself but he still acts like an entitled spoiled brat because that's yes. all he knows and it's hilarious and he he keeps it going and she's such a patient lovely character that she just kind of like takes care of him, but doesn't let him get away with anything. Right. So it plays out beautifully. Um, the two scenes that I chose. Beach scene. I bet I already know scene. it. We already, <laughs> I, we've literally already gone in depth on the beach scene. These two people just decide, what do you want to do more than anything in the world? I want to see the ocean. They take a train to the beach. 
They dance together on the beach. They eat cotton candy. They eat cotton candy. They're just together. They're just dancing. There's nothing else to it. They're just happy together. They make each other happy. They've found their home in each other. And, And you just get that sense. I don't even think at this point they really acknowledge they have romantic feelings for each other. They just stick together. They're just never going to give up on each other. This is why Megan told me, Megan warned me about the beach scene. Mm-hmm. And then when I started watching the show, I was like, oh my gosh, I think the beach scene's coming. They're going to the beach, whatever. And it happened. And it's, I can't overhype it enough. It's, it literally, it's the way I feel when I'm with my kids. Yeah. Where it's like, there's nothing romantic there, obviously. No. But it's just, I love them so much. Unconditional. They love me so much. Yes. We don't need to be in a certain place or to have a certain toy or to be wearing certain well, clothes. We're just together and, and we have fun. Yeah, it's that it's that age-old thing. You don't need money to be happy. And I think that's the moment where they realize that they, they used all their money to buy train tickets. They're just sitting on the beach. They have no idea who they are. And no one family. in the world is happier than them. Yes. No one in the world is richer than it's them. It's the whole you I am going to start crying. Have. It's beautiful. I love it so much. <laughs> so that scene just killed me and then um there were a ton again a ton of hilarious scenes i could pick because it's a very funny show but i actually wanted to to talk about a scene that happens relatively quickly after the beach scene which is the first time that they kiss because it's written really beautifully also and you you don't realize i don't think how long you've been waiting for them to acknowledge romantic feelings for each other because you're fine with what their relationship is which is just taking care of each other Mm -hmm. and there's this moment where they're they're like a a book outdoor book market and louis realizes that he can speak like five languages um okay because he's really well educated he picks up a book and it's a it's in german i think he starts reading yeah he's reads in in like japanese and german and french and spanish and he's like asks gobok shield to to tape it because he's like i look so cool look how cool i am um and then at the end they're asking each other what their happiest moments are and he tells her whatever his is and then he records her and he says, Go Bookshill, what's your happiest moment? And she just says this one. And uh, it's beautiful. And he just kisses her. Oh, he's like, oh no, what do we do? He literally says something like, oh, what do we do now? And then he kisses her. And it's simple and sweet and just beautiful. So it's gorgeous. What it, and that's like a that's like a running bit then till the end of the show where before he kisses her every time, he's like Oh no! What do we do? What do we do? And and she's like, "Don't you dare!" And then they kiss, and it's so it's it's again, lovely. It's like that little. Ki- it's just so beautiful and, and sweet, and it's perfect. That's the thing is they they really built a great drama around. They had kind of a weird premise or or a, an out there premise, but they built these beautiful characters around it, and it, it's such a full beautiful experience. This is one of those shows where I'm convinced the writers going into it knew what they wanted the viewers to feel and wrote That's every perfect. scene yes. to lead you up to this is how you should walk away from the show feeling yeah. and it's pure and simple and happy and I just cannot use words Very to describe hopeful. it I, I feel it's like beautiful. it gives you hope in in everything mm-hmm. um so I loved that and I honestly couldn't think of anything I really wanted to change about it I it is one of the perfect it's, shows it's just great so those are my first two my third one it's been my favorite since the moment I watched it greatest love of course, the Hong sisters show had to show up on this list. <laughs> uh, again, the premise is very K-drama-y. A top star. Uh, well, okay. So he, through a series of wacky events, uh, starts to fall in love with this kind of washed-up girl group singer who was, who was shamed by the nation, and it wasn't her fault. She was kind of framed. And uh, Gong Hyo Jin, the most incredible... 
number one actress in our hearts forever. She was our first love in Korean dramas. She will be our last. She plays this her. great character who nothing gets her down. She gets it. I mean, I feel like she just knows where she is in life. She knows she can't really win. So she's going to do whatever it takes to prov- support her family. Um, and Cha Sung Wan, who is hilarious and brilliant and so romantic. Um, yeah, he, he keeps pursuing her and he's in love with her. And you come to find out the reason they think the reason he's in love with her is because he had heart surgery years and years before. And the surgeon was listening to her song her girl group song while he performed the surgery. So he thinks it's something ingrained in his his blood now that he's in love with her. And he has to have heart surgery again. And then he's like, well, once I have the surgery, it'll go away kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So there's all those sort of silly drama things in it. And you're like, it's like kind of like the amnesia thing where you're like, you've got to be kidding me. But it's really funny. She goes on a Bachelor style show to kind of uh, help her career. And he gets really jealous. There's all these twists and turns. But I will say the two scenes that stuck out for me, um, he, it starts off and I don't remember why it's again, a series of wacky events. He lets her call him while she's on some kind of quiz show and it makes her look really good that she's calling Doko Jin and he lets it happen because he makes questionable decisions from the start (laughs) as far as he's not like the brightest. I forgot his name was Doko Jin. Doko Jin. Doko Yeah. He's a, he's a, such a great character too. I'm hyping up the girl, but he's just as good. Um, he lets her call him on this show, and she knows. Oh, that's why she knows a secret about him. He bribed a director to give him a role with a b- really nice bottle of wine, and she has to give him all these clues. And so he has to guess a different word. And the five they get real, they're great at it, and they get to the last clue, and she basically like is like, oh, it's what you bribed that director with, and he's like, <laughs> wine, and she's like, yeah, and then everybody's like, wait. It's on live television. So it starts from there. They kind of hate each other and then they fall in love. And, and they, again, twist and turns, but it ends really nicely. And it's just a great show. Um, so that scene is one. And then the second scene that I picked, there was two. There were two. The one where he's like sneaking into her bedroom and then she comes <laughs> home and he's trying to hide from her and he steps on her face cream and then like has to like clean it up with her shorts and then she walks in he's like got a pair of her shorts on, up in his face and it's so funny and weird he's great at physical comedy also he is but then there's a scene where he he again he like doesn't he can't stop himself from making bad decisions he bids on a pair of her shoes on an online auction because her stuff isn't going and he feels bad for her because he likes her so he bids on her shoes and then there's all this speculation about who bid on her shoes. And finally he he comes out during this press conference because I think everyone's accusing her of buying her own shoes or something. I forget what it is. But he comes out to prove that he bought the shoes. And it's a great scene. And it's really dramatic. And he's like, oh my goodness. But then afterwards he's like, okay, wait, how are you going to deal with the fallout of this now? He just never thinks things through. So mm-hmm. he he's really, it's a great show. I love it. It's a great starting place for K-dramas too, I think. And here's why I feel so guilty. So I just looked it up because I am... A super organized person to a fault. So I keep track of all the drama I've, dramas I've watched in the order I've watched them. <laughs> and the reason I did like Greatest Love, mm-hmm. so I feel I, I hate that you loved it and I was like, meh, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But when I look at my list, I had just finished Coffee Prince right before yeah. Greatest Love. It's a tough and follow. I loved Coffee Prince. So I did really like the show. 
The one thing I loved about it was the ending. Did you please tell me you watched the ending? Of this I did one. finish this okay, one. Good. I can't remember the ending. There's no, there's this beautiful moment where they have oh, a child yeah. together. It, this and, is a like a year later or something. Yeah, but it was one of the few where I I saw the happily ever after episode. Oh, I can be living. Room. Oh, it's still so beautiful. Yeah. I mean, like he's falling asleep and he's got like a two year old son and they're falling asleep on the couch together. It's just I feel like lovely. And and probably one of the reasons I like it so much is I am a sucker for the like I hate you so much and then I'm in love with you yeah. storyline. And this is classic that where he really wants to hate her and he just cannot hate her because mm-hmm. he cares so much about her. So um, that was, I would say, the, the only thing I didn't like about it, that was a second male lead situation for me where you just like the second male lead so much you really don't want it to end badly for him. But at the same time, like, he can't win. So that was tough. And then also it was our girl, you and I again who I don't like her playing a bad guy. Like, I want her to be, I want to be on her side all the time. And she plays, I think she kind of comes around toward the end, but she plays a really evil star character in that one too. So Mm -hmm. anyway, we'll wrap that up. We'll wrap it up. I think we should, before we end today, we have two amazing listeners who've been interacting with us this week. So I want to give a shout out to both of you. I wish I knew the girl on Twitter. I'm just going to call you the girl on Twitter. <laughs> I don't know your real name. I tried to look it up. It's not in your bio, and I don't want to call out your Twitter handle on mm-hmm. a podcast, but we, we really want to thank you for listening. If you listen to this podcast as well, it made we us loved feel interacting with you this week. So happy. And you gave us some great insight on our BTS podcast episodes, episodes two and three. So yeah. thank you for that. It was really fun, and we were like, texting each other talking about wow she said this and I didn't even know and I had to google it and we were also like someone talked to us on twitter I know it's so (laughs) great so thank you and then also sweet Dave from Facebook Dave if you're listening you've been a big supporter so thank you for listening we appreciate it we do appreciate it because we sometimes think we just do this for ourselves And honestly, if nobody ever listened to us, we would be fine because we genuinely just we like need getting to together let it out. Yeah. and talking but about it. It means a lot that somebody's listening. So thank you. Thanks, we do guys. appreciate all of the listeners. We appreciate all the mentions. So yeah, and let us know if there's you, anything you, you want to hear us talk about or anything we should be looking into because we are always up for suggestions. And we're hoping to, in the next few podcasts or so, get some guests on the show. And yes. we have like... A pr- I think it's an ambitious wish list. Yeah, we do. So um, if there's any guests B- that you would like us to get on the show, Jin. obviously, yeah. Kimmy Kim Kyung, they're all going to be on our show. <laughs> but we have been um, the writer talking about the right way to approach this. So we are going to get a couple of guests. If there's anybody that you would like to hear from, anybody who runs whatever, right. recap a, a Tumblr or site, a recap sites. site, yeah, let us know and we will do our best to reach out to them and try to get in contact. So yeah. until thank then, you so much. find us on Facebook. We're at Noonie Your Business. You can find us on Twitter at Noonie Your Business. You can email us, Becca at NooniaBusiness.com and Megan at NooniaBusiness.com. We want to thank Who Arted, our sponsor for all the podcast equipment. And yeah, I don't think we've decided what our episode next week is going to be about. It's going to be a surprise. We have a couple ideas um, hashed out, but we just need to pick one and go with it. We'll, we'll, we'll see where we, get, we end up, but and until I don't, then. I don't want to tease it, but we've got a pretty sweet Valentine's Day episode coming up. Oh, I can't up. wait. <laughs> we'll definitely be talking about the beach scene again. So you need to uh, <laughs> grab, start stockpiling the candles and wine yeah. and join us for that episode. The slow jams. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate all the listeners. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions let us know through social media and we will see you all next week